Hey, Greg. Hey. I've got an idea for a great movie. Shoot. All right. I want to make a fantasy movie like Lord of the Rings, Dark Lords, magic, orcs, elves, the whole gamut. Gotcha. With you. Proven moneymaker. But I want to set it in modern Los Angeles. Okay. And I want to put it on Netflix. Oh, God. And I want to make David Ayer the director. (laughs) No. I have some notes. Uh, this is the movie podcast where we take movies that are not very good, or they could be good, and we make them better good, or at least we try to. Uh, I have some notes as a, as a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ETB Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. Uh, thanks for joining us here today, everybody. We're happy to have you here. Uh, happy a, New a Year. A rare three stack. Yeah, exactly. No guests. Just the hostfuls, as the nerdists for, would say. Yeah, for the... Uh, first episode of the new year it's just the three of us yeah getting back together getting the band back together getting, getting, <laughs> exactly uh and the, the we we thought uh, we we kicked around a couple movies for the first step for the first step full episode of i have some notes um uh, and we assembled on uh the the biggest blockbuster that came out of christmas that you didn't buy a ticket to uh bright bright netflix movie bright yeah starring will smith and others. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Bright is Netflix's first, I, I guess you'd call it their first blockbuster. This bu- movie had a budget of $90 million. Uh, and uh, Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, 90 million bucks. Already right. been greenlit for a sequel. So yeah. they, they obviously, yeah. they've, they've mentioned that it's, I don't know how, how Netflix has ever publicly said how they track their views or streams or whatever, but they, they tend to keep that. It's like the, yeah. the KFC Spices <laughs> yeah. tend to keep that under wraps. They've they've said it's they've said it's super popular, but they actually there's no like no math behind it. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so bright is um, bright is their is their first big blockbuster. It is a urban fantasy action crime film quest mark sort of. <laughs> it's how uh, Wikipedia described it, um, starring as uh, uh, starring one of our one of our good good pals uh, Will Smith. Also has Joel Egg, uh, Egerton, um, uh, uh, Numi, Numi Rapaz, who is a uh, I Have Some Notes alum from, uh, from, yeah, Prometheus. from Prometheus. Uh, Lucy Fry, uh, also written, written by Max Landis, who I feel like he's an I Have Some Notes alumni. I can't remember. Has he done anything we've, we've chatted about before? He might have. Um, he I'd was responsible for Chronicle. He did uh, Dirk Gently. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure that we've talked about one of his movies before. No. Uh, he certainly has. Um, I have some notes. Quality of films. Uh, I think I Frankenstein was his. Correct with the uh, um, um, Chini face. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. the guy's name from yeah. The Dark Knight. Uh, he's yeah. He's written written Chronicle. Uh, me him her American Ultra Victor Frankenstein Mister Wright. Uh, and then Bright, and he's coming up with uh, American Werewolf in London uh, here shortly. Uh, and directed by one of our favorite directors of the last couple of years, David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad. Good. <laughs> uh, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. So yeah. This so, so this actually has it's it's almost like it's a uh, dare I say it this is almost the I have some notes all star team of, uh, of of bits and pieces of of movies that have that we've that we've loved. That we've loved and we've reviewed. We, but we love to love so much that we fix it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I can't. I can't tell how much money the movie made because yeah, Netflix doesn't. Netflix doesn't really do that. Uh, but yeah. But so we we just kind of talk a little bit about kind of set this movie up about kind of what it is and where it is, and then we talk about what the hell happened. What's going on here? So yeah. So what is bright? It <laughs> it's it's. It's almost it's almost an interesting premise concept. Like, yeah, I I appreciate um, sort of this idea that like, hey, let's let's take like a fantasy world and ask what would a fantasy world look like in the future, right? right? And and I, and I and I do like that concept, although to me, Bright feels like. The future of a fantasy world would be far more interesting than what Bright is showing us. Right. Like I don't. I don't if like 
you know, the fact that it's it's basically just like uh, end of watch, you know, with orcs just feels like a little it just it feels like it didn't um, make it interesting enough for yeah. me. Yeah, I feel, I, feel, I feel like there was there was there like I think that's what I, I think attracted me to it and probably others was that yeah there was something like a little bit different where you've got it's modern day Los Angeles modern day Los Angeles I guess it's modern day Los Angeles more or less seems yeah. Yeah. yeah but but instead of but now you've got orcs you've got fairies you've got uh, the super rich powerful elves of or some sort um, there's even some other little creatures kind of like stashed around. Uh, uh, stashed around the movie, like there's like a centaur at one point. You kind of see is like a background character. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a dragon at one point. Did you guys catch yeah, there the was dragon? a dragon, and yeah. I I remember I remember thinking when I saw that is like I was like, hey, there's dragons. I was like, that's interesting. I bet we won't see that again. Yeah. And no, we did not. <laughs> oh, and we didn't see centaur cop either as well. No, yeah, you just all of a sudden you just you see is that a centaur and that that was it. I guess maybe ninety million dollars wasn't enough to have a centaur character. Yeah. I um I have two thoughts in regards to this. One is, um, are either of you fam- familiar with Shadowrun? No, no. Okay. Um, Next question. For those of you who are gaming nerds, uh, who aren't gaming nerds, rather, uh, Shadowrun is uh, a role playing game property from I'm going to say the '80s, mm-hmm. early '90s at the latest, maybe even earlier. Uh, that has had some video game adaptations as well, so you might be familiar with it from its video games, um, in which it is like near future cyberpunk, but also fantasy. Okay. So you have your elves, your dwarves, your orcs. Okay. And you also have like omnipresent mega corporations who are cutting evil deals into the downtrodden people right. and yeah. cyberspace and all that stuff. This is the movie that's the closest I'm ever going to get to a Shadowrun movie. So already that's it's, it's a positive. Speak point. in your language. <laughs> um, but I also almost feel like there were so many ideas in this movie that it could have been a series. Yeah. Like, it yeah. seems it seems like they tried to cram too much into a movie when they could have drawn it out into, like, 12 episodes. Yeah. I'm somewhat disappointed and, that you're saying that this now, because that is actually one of my changes. Oh, and see, you were, you, were, you were actually uh, walking up to one of the changes I have, actually, in your description. So we're, we're even there. Yeah, cool. But, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean... I think I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little kind of eh on the on the execution of it. Right, right. And and and, and so and I, and I wonder if we're we're all the same where we feel the execution. So um, yeah. Um, so so how 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 do you feel it was not like where where do you, where did it not hit your expectation as far as execution goes? Um, again, it felt like there was too much crammed into the movie okay. for its uh, runtime. Um, and I mean, part of that is because they're trying to really do a lot of world building mm-hmm. while also moving the story forward. And I think they did a, overall a pretty good job of that, actually. I don't feel there were too many scenes which were just unnecessarily expository. Right. Um, th- I felt that they did a pretty good job of building the world as stuff was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Some of our listeners were at, were saying that there should have been like a prologue or something like that. And, and I didn't necessarily feel that way. Yeah, I felt I'm... like, the, I felt like they were doling out information sort of as, as we, uh, you know, as we moved along, that was okay. But, um, I just didn't, it, it just felt like it was just off the mark. Like it, it felt like we, the characters weren't, um, set up to um, explain the world as well as they could have. Yeah, like I like I appreciated that they didn't have a prologue because I, I think one of one of the things one of the things that that we kind of see in a lot of movies now is that they they kind of dumb it down and they they break they break the world building down into like just like TV news clips and stuff like that. And I kind of appreciate how they didn't do that. They just kind of like, yeah, this is how it is. Speaking of TV news clips, uh, they did one of my things that I hate so much in modern movies. At one point someone's watching a podcast, like a video podcast, and it's the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, yeah, why yeah. is Joe Rogan in this world? Yeah. Joe Rogan should not be in this world. It's like when I'm watching a Marvel movie and Wolf Blitzer comes on the yeah. TV. It yeah, yeah. takes me out of the movie because yes. suddenly it's like, that's Wolf Blitzer. He's not a fantasy character. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> seeing real media people in my yeah. fantasy worlds Joe Rogan, get the hell out of Bright. Don't want you there anymore. <laughs> we, we, we don't. We don't want CNN. We want GN. Joe Rogan. We want GNN. We want yeah. Joe Rogan. Todd Rogan. I know that you're. I know that you're uh, a listener of the show. I know you're hearing <laughs> me right now. Nothing against you personally. Yeah. Just don't want you in yeah. my fantasy movies. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> it yeah. takes me out of the fantasy. Yeah. No, for I, sure. I, I hear that complaint a lot. It doesn't. It never really bothers me that much. I understand. Like, okay, you want you you want some realism and and I and I and I, I think. 
the other reason that they get real life news people and stuff like that is because they know how to read the news and they know how to sound like they're reading the news. And I always find that like actors don't get it. Like they always, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, there's a tone and a and a cadence and a pace to it that um, that when actors are do are reading the news, it doesn't it doesn't ring true for me. Yeah. So I can understand why there's an instinct to get Wolf Flip Blitzer and and all these other guys in there. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Find some like third tier. Uh, like affiliate news person from the boondocks yeah. and have them play a character who's this big national newscaster at least get someone who I'm not going to recognize as a person who previously used to read the news. Are you perhaps upset that no one has asked you to be no, it's, it's <laughs> not even, in a movie? It's not even that it's, it's legitimately just, I, it takes me out of, of my escapism. Sure. When I see, I can understand when I, I see Wolf it. Blitzer hosting his own show in a Marvel movie. Like yeah. that's just like why? Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to see Larry King interviewing <laughs> Captain America. That's not what I paid. I want to see Larry King as being one of like just a villain, just like a villain is Larry King. Yes, just crashing down. So yeah, but <laughs> um, my, my expe- I guess where where I where my expectation gets tripped up is I kind of feel like like I'm 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 I'm, I'm into the, I'm into this world. I'm into this concept. But then I just kind of feel like it's like, I think it doesn't, it can't decide whether it want, what it wants to be. Does it want to be like a, a gritty thriller? Does it want it to be fun? Does it like, what does it, what's in it just becomes like just a kind of a dark shoot 'em up and maybe I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but like that's where I feel like the, exec, like some of the execution misses. Yeah, it feels like, like, it feels like the movie like starts to get more fun or at least the tone shifts to a more fun tone towards the end. Yeah. And and the beginning is it feels a lot more yeah. gritty and yeah and so I was I was also a little confused about what it wanted to do yeah yeah I I get that they were going for uh, racism as a big theme yep um, I get that's why they had uh, a black actor as as the lead. See, I was just about to, to, say to kind that, of like... juxtapose that that the racism isn't directed at him; it's directed at his orc partner. Um, and I get that's why they set it in Los Angeles, because if you're going to do a story about racism, Los Angeles is yeah. the place to set it. Yeah. But I I do agree that like that's that's kind of the underscoring uh, theme of like the first half of the movie, and then it shifts gears after that's almost kind of resolved, and then it moves into something different toward the end. Yeah. And it's, and it, it's like, choose one or the other, either be the movie about the racism or be the movie about the, the magic. Yeah. It does something that I dislike, uh, in its casting in that it casts the black actor as the one who's purporting racism. And I, and I, (laughs) I, I, that doesn't, I I find that it's very uncomfortable for me. Uh, And I would agree with you, but again, I understand why they did it. I guess, I mean, he's not, he's certainly not the most racist character in the film. Like is, as far as orc racism goes, like the, the, uh, the white characters are all the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Which brings a little bit more true to me, but it just like, I, I, there's, I don't know. That sort of and that sort of instinct when the casting like like you know uh, it it just kind of bugs me that there's almost like this sort of message like see black people can be racist too right I don't like it yeah nope fair enough is that what was that would that be one of one of your changes we want to I don't, jump in to keep some I'm gonna, changes I'm gonna counterpoint just... that actually real quick I don't think that it was uh, about oh look black people can be racist too and it was more really to demonstrate that racism between the humans wasn't as much a thing because the racism was pointed at other, at, at the other fantasy races. Yeah. For, so I, I, the black guy, the white people in the, have no problem with Will Smith being a black guy. They have problem with him being paired up with an orc and, and Will Smith is, you know, he's less racist, but he's just as racist towards the orc. Right. Yeah. So it's amongst humans. Color doesn't matter because you've got elves and dwarves walking around. Yeah, except that they make a they make a, a, a mention of like um, Me- Mexicans still being uh, uh, hounded about the Alamo. So there is like there is a mention in there of like oh, there's enough. still racism uh, existing in the human world. Yeah, I, I don't think it was it wasn't necessarily a purposeful 
message. I just feel like that's how it reads to me a little bit. It, it might and have been when the it, unintended. When it, and when subject. it's a, when it's a white writer, that's kind of like you know it, that's just how I that's just how I feel. It, it maybe it may not be purposeful. He may fe- he may feel like by casting a um, a black actor that's um, some cover for what he's writing, but I, I just I don't know. It, it just doesn't work for me. Fair enough. Yeah. I, again, it might be unintended subtext. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, right. Fair enough. That's how. That's the best way I would characterize it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's fair. Uh, do we do want to jump into to, to cuts and cuts and keep keeps and cuts cuts and keeps? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. So what uh, what do we well, what do we keep in this movie? Um, I like. <laughs> There's a momentary pause. <laughs> uh, I did like all the little hints of the history and stuff. Like there was almost like a sort of like a, a Bible sort of like religiously sort of a texture to what they were hinting at. Like yeah, there so was, like there's sort of like this big thing that happened two thousand years ago. And yeah, and isn't that where the source of all this tension is? Is that there was so it was so maybe just maybe to, you know spoilers a little bit, but it's like. Like the orcs had teamed up with all these other little creatures, well, and then yeah, the Dark Lord had come back. Sauron and they... basically appeared in, I want to say, Russia, as I think that there was a mention that there was fighting in Russia, and got together uh, basically an army of orcs, and then uh, an, an alliance of six races, quote unquote, got together and magicked him into the netherworld or whatever. Okay. And that settles us into wherever we are now. 2000 years later where everybody's just used to there being fairies flying around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At least that's what I gathered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I, uh, and I do agree that I like the way that they they hint at that larger world and they do discuss some of that history without being blatant about it without having the flashbacks or the yeah, or the yeah. uh the the prologue or what have you. Yeah, yeah, you get enough of it that you can kind of, you know, like we talked about in our previous podcast that you should also listen to well, now available on <laughs> iTunes. It, that, you know, when you when you just hint at things, it sort of allows your imagination to yeah. uh, fill in the gaps. Yeah. I also like the argument they had about um, um, whether to die or not die fighting the gangsters. That was sort of a nice little little moment between uh, Will Smith's character and and then uh, David, what's his name? David Egan? No. <laughs> Joel, between Joel between Egerton, Ward and Jacoby. Is that a, I think that's like a politician. <laughs> Bet- between Ward and, and Jacoby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that that was actually very interesting uh, as a character beat for Jacoby, too. Like, you, he does explain why he would rather die a hero uh, than get kicked off the force. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, from, from his perspective. And I, I quite... I Actually, overall, if I can just add one thing I'd keep, I'd keep Jacoby completely unchanged. I think yeah. he was a great character. I think he was probably the best character in the show. Oh, easy. Overall. Yeah. I thought he was well fleshed out. His motivations were clear. Um, his character arc is is fun to follow. Um, and he was, just, he was just a joy to watch on screen. And he... Uh, Inhabited being uh, a species with different abilities and strengths and perspective in a way that made made me understand being an orc in this world. Yeah, and I I quite liked it. So yeah, he does become a little bit like a, like a sympathy. You do feel for him, right? Because yeah. he's he's a very sympathetic character. Yeah, he's 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 caught. He's yeah, he's a he's a. He's a man without a race, essentially, because the, yeah. the orcs don't want him. The because he's too human, him. and the humans don't want him because he's an orc. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, filed, you filed down your teeth and all that other yeah. stuff, right? I would have liked to have seen his, turn, his personality turned up a scotch. Um, he felt he felt a little bit too monotone throughout the, the film yeah, for me, but like yeah, yeah. Overall, he's he's probably he's he's definitely the strongest character. I did not really love Will Smith's character a whole lot. Really. I didn't mind him, but I, I definitely think that Jacoby was the better character of the mm-hmm. two. Yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like there. Yeah, I think like if you, if yeah, I think if you make you go to Greg's point, if you kind of like tweak that character a little bit, just yeah, just kind of turn turn up the volume. Yeah, then you get him. then you get a nice little contrast between. Then you have like then you have Will Smith character something to play off uh, a little yeah bit. make him uh make him a little bit wittier so that he can he you know some of the garbage that gets thrown at him gets he bounces off him a little bit i don't know yeah. i i kind of liked that he was uh, like a bit of a dork that he was kind of that, socially yeah. awkward and that or uh, that make also him a little makes, bit more of a dork whatever that, it is yeah, it's gotta be but, turned up a bit. but that makes <laughs> that makes sense he, that he's he socially awkward and and maybe not that witty because again he's a man without a race yeah and he's 
kind of uh, he's out of place no matter where he is. So the fact that he's not really great at social interaction, yeah, I thought was kind of charming actually. Yeah, I I did like that he wasn't he wasn't a really a good cop. You know, a lot of I, it's like a lot of the times like you know the the uh, the ostracized uh, you know person in their particular field is just like they're the best of the yeah. best, but like they can't get in no regard. He wasn't really that great of well, a no, cop, because, like, but he, that's because well, he's a rookie too, right? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of I liked following that a little bit. That was yeah. Well, it was also interesting that like good, none, none of the choice. cops, well, none of the cops were actually good cops. Like, they were all terrible. no. Most of them no, were actually they're, cor- they're bad terrible, cops in the other terrible, way. Yeah. Super corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I, I actually quite like them both. Um, like, it did. I did maybe feel maybe again maybe just because of the type of movies I'd been watching it was kind of like I missed. It was like I needed a little bit of Will Smith back. Just the kind of the the wise cracking attitude of Will Smith. Uh, he would have worked better for me if it was if his jokes were landed at all for me. Most <laughs> of the time they were pretty flat, and that was kind of bugging me throughout the movie. Yeah, one thing that I I liked about uh, Ward, his character, was the. In the beginning, when they show him with his family and with his wife and with his daughter, I thought that really helped to humanize him. So it gives him, so to speak, because he's a human character in a world with non-humans, <laughs> but um, it it made him more likable considering how he treats Jacoby off the top. Yeah. And... And you get you understand the underpinning of his motivations because he is a man with a family. He he just had a brush with death. He doesn't yeah. know if he can trust his partner, and so you understand why he's that much of a jerk up front. And it's not as off putting. If you didn't have that, yeah, you'd be like, well, Will Smith is the villain. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But but you know he's not, and you know that by the end of the movie he's going to come around, and he does. And yeah. that's I thought that was. A good part of the movie, and I would definitely keep that. Yeah. As how well. did you, how did you guys like the treatment of like some of the other like the the creatures, like the elves and the fairies and that sort of stuff? There were dwarves in this, right? Where were the dwarves? Uh, they're dwarves? mentioned, but I don't think we see any. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't remember seeing any yeah. either. Um, as as far as like character design goes, or just like, just, like how, how they were peppered in there? Yeah, how how they're how they're sprinkled in this universe? Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I don't know. I think just overall, like. Um, the, the feel of the, of this particular world just didn't speak to me all that much. I was not, you know, I don't know. Like it just wasn't, it just, it seemed, it seemed to me like it should have been more fun than it was. Yeah. I think I know why that is. And that actually leads into one of my changes. So I won't mention it right off the bat. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're not in the changes part. No, no. Uh, Very strict guidelines in this podcast. <laughs> Starting never. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you, know, you, can, you can talk about a change. That's All right, okay. then yeah. I'm going to talk about this change. <laughs> One of my big changes is don't set it in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Set it in an actual fantasy world. Okay. Take it out of Earth, put it in Middle Earth. I, I think that that's an that excellent up, idea. Crank yeah. that up really? to the modern age. Why? And I... Because... I think that that's one of the reasons why it didn't feel fantasy enough was because it was it was Los Angeles. Yeah, right? it and, would have been more interesting if like if you know if there was still like castles kicking around and stuff yeah. like that. But they were just you know, like they were just like modernized with technology. And yeah, things I like think that. I think they could have gone more fantasy and still kept it modern, still kept it urban fantasy, and I think it would have been better, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, you raise a good point because now, now that I think about it, if 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 we're if if this world has had these 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 um, different races and this this history going back two thousand years, you would see different things in everyday life, right? Like you, yeah. would, it wouldn't just be orcs and fairies; it would be like magic, magic powered cars and, and stuff yeah. like yeah, all this other other stuff, right? Yeah, like, it would be interesting to see like how technology changed and like yeah. and how well, like what a what a car would look like in this universe now, and so on and so forth. Ad- admittedly, they made it clear that magic is still pretty rare, yeah, and that's why technology is probably samey to where we are right now. But mm-hmm, I think yeah. if they had just gone full fantasy world and cranked it up to the modern age, yeah, that I think would have made it more visually interesting more narratively interesting yeah yeah i would have liked that yeah no that's a that's a good one i like that approve i will i will will approve (laughs) approve that change great cuts i guess are we uh, yeah cuts cuts and changes what do you what what would you be be tweaking well i would what do you want to cut i would cut new member pace because what (laughs) uh only because uh, she's too good for this movie oh i guess so that's true 
that she needs to fire her agent because she's in a lot of garbage and she's better than most of that stuff. Like she's is she even in much of this movie? Uh, not too much. It actually took me a while to realize that's actually who it was. She's the, she doesn't have any job. speaking parts. Now it's funny because she's actually in her own like Netflix like action movie. Uh, called Seven Sisters, which from what I've seen is actually pretty good. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it's like, this is kind of interesting. So it's weird to go from that where she's literally playing seven characters in a full-on action movie yeah. to like the – like uh, one. she's third billing uh, third billing here, but it's sure her character doesn't have any like lines or anything. It's, she's just like not the until, monster. And not really till the end, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I just – yeah, I just feel like – you know, she's a good, she's a really good actress, and I just like to see her in better things, or yeah. or at least maybe give her more to do. Yeah, yeah. All she does is just kind of chase people and murder them. Yeah, yeah. She's essentially just the stalking monster. Yeah, it does feel like her talents are wasted a little bit on this movie. Yeah, um, I would cut the uh, the fairy killing scene for now for a real cut, um, <laughs> just because, um, how like the the fairy seems very human. To me, and and the fact that he like squished it <laughs> with a with uh, whatever with a rake or whatever yeah. it was, I don't know. It just like I, I get that they're trying to sort of say that like Will Smith isn't necessarily a good guy, mm-hmm. but I felt like that scene sort of swung it a little too heavily, <laughs> just because of the just because of how uh, you know this a creature kind of looked like it was had some intelligence to it and it looked like a human and it just I don't know it just didn't work for me. And what was the fairy doing that was so bad? It was buzzing yeah, around like a fairy I don't know, it was buzzing around. When thing. that when that scene started and you saw the shadow of the fairy in the window, it literally looked like someone had like a cardboard cutout on a string and it was just going like <laughs> you know just dangling it up and down. Yeah. In front of the window. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can understand that. The uh, my my big cut is uh, it, it happened for me really early, and it bugged me the, the rest of the movie, and it had to do with the wand. It actually the, the whole central point. So, which is so the whole most of the movie is using uh, what you call this. The wand is a MacGuffin, is it not? Oh, Greg? absolutely. This is this one of Craig's favorite things: the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's it's a wand. Uh, which most spends everyone's chasing about this wand, but they establish really, really early that that a wand can only be handled by a bright, and uh, you also need to know like some spells for it to work. You can't; it's not a magic lamp. It's not Aladdin's magic yeah. lamp. So, and if you don't have either of those qualities, it will blow you and probably other people in your proximity uh, to smithereens. And it did so. <laughs> and it did so. So, so I watched, so, and they, they, they mentioned this really early and then obviously all this, they, they start this whole like wand, uh, race thing happens. And I keep, keep thinking the whole thing. I'm like, why does everyone want this thing? Because it's going to blow everyone up. Uh, I do like that Jacoby describes it at one point as being like a nuclear bomb that grants wishes. Yeah. I thought that really <laughs> demonstrated the stakes. <laughs> right. But, um, I got the impression that, uh, for most of them, getting their hands on the wand was uh, a means of getting power. Okay. Not just not just I can I might be one of the rare few who can use this wand. More a matter of if we have this wand, we could sell it to someone who wants it and be rich forever. Oh, okay. Because it is a it is a nuclear bomb that grants wishes, and someone someone who can use it is going to be willing to pay anything to get it. Well, yeah, and is it and certainly with the corrupt cops, that was the impression that I got. And most of the brights are elves, right? And aren't the elves like And the elves like, are super, super rich. So you super know that there's they have all yeah. the money, right? So you know that there's an elf out there who'd be willing to trade you anything yeah. to get their hands all on all of the millions of dollars exactly. for the wand. Uh or or in the case of the gangsters, maybe be willing to sell a cure for all of his ills or some magic to cure his ills in exchange for this yeah. incredibly powerful object. Okay. So even though I get the impression most of them recognize that they're probably not going to be able to use it, yeah. they can certainly get power from someone who can't. So is that something I missed or was it, was that, is that a fault of the storytelling? I don't that think, might be I a don't, fault of the storytelling. I don't feel like I, that, was, I, that was really it's, presented. It's not explicitly stated. That's yeah. definitely me um, reading into it yeah. perhaps, but that's the impression I got. And I would agree maybe it could have been stated a little more clearly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, so then, then yeah, then either you either need to like just, you, you know, cut or kind of modify that a little bit just because, yeah, like I... It bothered me though, like from the from the moment that the wand showed up, from the, they uttered that line, and then like ten minutes later the wand shows up, and then the rest of the movie is about them people chasing after them because they have this wand, and I'm like, but it's gonna blow people up unless you're a bright and you know spells, and if you're not any of those things, 
it's yeah, it's like here's here's a live hand grenade. Do you want that? Not usually, no. <laughs> it's not something that people do. Yeah, and it bugged me the whole way through the movie. So fair enough. That yeah. that could have perhaps been more clear. Yeah, that that's maybe what some of the motivations are. Um, one thing that I liked that I wish that uh, that I would change was the uh, magic task force from the feds. Mm. I liked both of those characters, the beardy guy and the and the elf. And my changes, I would have liked to have seen more of them. Like the they're, force? yeah, they're they're around and they're, but they don't really do much except constantly be one step behind the rest of the plot. Yeah, and I wish that they had had more to do because I liked the I liked the concept and I liked the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. Yeah, it's you can almost cut them right out of the movie. I kind of wish they do so little. Yeah, you could have just had them show up at the end. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um. And I kind of wish that at the end they had offered Ward and Jacoby like a spot on the magic task force. <laughs> oh, there we go. Like, I think that would have been like, I understand. I understand wanting to keep them in the police for myriad reasons, but I kind of wish that they had been like, hey, you know, you just helped save the world from evil magic. We could use some some smart, sharp guys like you on the team. Yeah. And then that sets up for your sequel where now they're on the magic task force. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. I would have liked that. I like that. Greg? Um, hmm. I would cut all the characters who kept, <laughs> who kept <laughs> all the times the characters kept telling you exactly what was happening. Right. That was, ha- that was, that was going on an awful lot where, uh, where something would happen and then a character vocally tells the audience what's happening and it was bothering me through the entire movie so yeah i would i would definitely uh cut that a little bit i didn't like you know sometimes like it's weird because um i i think it's been suggested this happens a lot in movies now because um, movies have are trying to be uh more international and that um they have characters say what's happening because you know it's easier you know if you if English isn't your first language, then you, you know, then it's just like having a subtitle explaining what's going on. Then it's just a little right. bit easier to communicate what's going on. But for me, it is you know, it just it just it just takes me right out because I know yeah. that's what the ha- that's what happening. Like yeah, the character, I can see it. That's what yeah, I'm, 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 I'm no longer want, no longer watching the movie. I'm looking at the script. Is what it feels like. <laughs> just just a movie with an animated script just yeah. kind of flying by. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Fair enough. Um, would you? How do you guys feel about um, the character of, uh, of was it Tika? Uh, Not much. Yeah, because she didn't do much. Well, yeah. she did bring Jacoby back to life. She was almost well, I guess, but like she was almost a MacGuffin in herself. Yeah, uh, I would agree that it would have been better to give her more to do than just be there for them to protect. Like make her make her more. And I mean, she does have moments where she helps them out, but I think it would have been better to make her more active in her own uh, flight from the villains, from the Inferni yep. or whatever they're called. Yep. Yeah. Um, earlier on than just have her kind of act as a deus ex machina a couple times yeah. when, when Jacoby and uh, Ward are in a little too deep. Yeah, she kind of reminds me a little bit of... Um uh, what's her name's character in uh, the Fifth Element? Um, okay, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, Lilu Lilu Dallas Multipass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that feel where it's just like it's it's a very vulnerable character, yet yet uh, has momentary moments of being the most powerful yeah. thing in the universe. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, because I because I can't decide if I would if I would cut her or not. I mean, like, yeah, either 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 you give give her more stuff to do and make her a bigger part of the story, or, but I mean, I I kind of feel like if you do that, does that get still get in the way of Will Smith versus Orcface? I think that this is um, part of the problem with them cramming too much into the movie. Yeah, and I think that this is another example of why things might have worked better if they had drawn it out into a miniseries. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Uh, I have a question for you guys. What was what purpose did uh, Jacoby dying serve? Uh, it looked cool. Mm. Well, it um, it was a way for them to demonstrate the power of the wand. It also gave them a 
uh, an excuse to show the cost of using that kind of power because she gets all veiny and gross after she brings him back from the dead. Uh, and it also gave the impetus for the, uh, for the orc gang to not kill them all basically because they were like, Oh crap, that guy just came back from the dead. This is where, this is what bothers me because like they, there's, (laughs) there's a lot of talk about like the great prophecy or whatever it is, but we aren't ever told what the fuck it is. And, and like, we're given hints. Yeah. And not enough. Uh, like the, and, and, and so like when the orcs, say something about prophecy when he's revived, I'm just like, okay, but what though? <laughs> what does that mean though? Yeah. Like suddenly they're all like, they're all like, this guy's the best. And I'm like, well, why though? Like, what is he, what does the prophecy guys do? What is he supposed to do? Yeah. Like, how is he supposed to help them? Well, and again, I give me, give me something with more time. They would have been able to Absolutely. explore that. That's, so that's, yeah. yeah, this movie kind of felt like I was watching like the the series finale of like a five season run, <laughs> or or the or the Cliff's Notes version of uh, yeah. of a much larger story. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. The la- the last thing I would cut, and since we we've, we've all kind of like taken stabs at like things happening in movies that drive us crazy, so Scott's is Wolf Blitzer, or like actual media people being in movies. Uh, Greg's is uh, just people describing what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm growing tired of throwing in the exotic dancing club scene in a movie yeah. as a way to make it feel Textured. grim and gritty and, and you know throw some boobs on the screen just because it's, it's like if you're gonna put boobs in a movie, just put them in like they did in the you, '80s. Don't you, feel like it's like oh we, hey we need to throw some boobs in. Let's just put in you know the exotic uh, the exotic dancers. The exotic dancers is also such a crutch for like a seedy bar. Yeah, like right. it, it's there's one of two things. You either have you have the slightly you have the the slightly more uh, high class seedy bar, which is the the exotic dancer bar. Yeah, or you have the biker bar. Yeah, and those are like the film shorthand for this is a this is a seedy dirty dirty criminal place, place. Yeah. yeah and it's like you you don't really need to do that no you don't really need that yeah i feel it's just just yeah just a way to sort of you know kind of hey how do we get that that r or you know ma 18 rating oh let's well, well and there were already boobs at the orc party so you were, didn't really right. need the exotic yeah. dance party yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that so one thing I liked. Just going to go back to it because I'm thinking about it right now. Because there was that band playing at the orc party when Jacoby puts on some orc music in the in the car, and it's like it sounds like just screaming heavy metal. Yeah. And Will Smith is like, "We're not listening to orc music," and he's like, "That's one of the greatest love songs ever oh, yeah, written." <laughs> I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> I thought that was a great joke. Yeah. Uh, anything else we need to cut uh, in this before we start talking about uh, making bright brighter? Brighter-ish. I'm ready to fix it. Okay, cool. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll jump into that uh, after we get back from this uh, little break. Friends, if you want to check out another podcast, uh, you should because podcasts are great. And there's a million of them. But if you want to one that we think you'll like, uh, you should check out the Well Endowed Podcast. Uh, Edmonton is full of passionate people dedicated to building a vibrant community. The Well Endowed Podcast explores the impact that these municipal champions are having on our city. You can find episodes at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, welcome back to I Have Some Notes. We're talking about Bright, the action cop fantasy drama thriller comedy not a romance. Was it a romance? No, there's not, not really any romance. Okay, that's good. Uh, Colin, Scott, Greg, around the table. We've talked about uh, what we keep, what we cut out of this movie. Some things we change. Some things we change. Now we're just going to talk about the things we change some more because <laughs> uh, Netflix. Uh, no, Netflix is making a sequel. They have not contacted us about making this sequel yet, which maybe like I mean our phones are on silent, so I mean maybe they, maybe they have been reaching out to us. It's true. And we just haven't, uh, you know, haven't reached out. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's take this movie from being a a thumbs down Netflix movie to a thumbs up Netflix movie. Well, I think my biggest thing, and it was mentioned uh, earlier a couple times by both Greg and I, is uh, don't make it a movie. <laughs> make it a make it a miniseries. Throw in a you couple. Want, how many, couple how, many, how many episodes? Do you want like a Stranger Things type thing, like thirteen episodes? Yeah, I don't think it needs to be that long. I don't think we need okay. like, a, like like six or eight thirty or episodes. Like yeah, okay. I, I'd even go as far as say like ten episodes. Ooh. That way, you get a, a lot of the plot points that we kind of discussed 
were jammed in or didn't get fleshed out enough get a little more time to breathe yeah some of the side characters like the magic feds can have more to do we can get more time to learn about the inferni and why it's a big deal that they're a problem yeah Um, which one are they they the the bad guy the bad guys and and for that matter get to maybe get a little more character out of uh uh, our main villainesses to henchmen who were cool, but are just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the movie would have had the ability to have the space it needed to tell its story better if it had more time. Yeah. And the way to give it more time is not to make a longer movie. <laughs> it's, it's to make it into a little mini. You could have also even like, de- like dedicated even like a full or half episode to, why does Ward not trust Jacoby? Instead of doing like the quick little flashback, you can like actually like bring that out a little bit more. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one of the parts of the movie that I felt was not very handled very well. Is like like the the early flashback to Ward getting getting shot. Yeah. Um, At first, I thought that was a flash forward. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. It, it didn't it it until we got to you couldn't tell until we were through the opening credits. I thought that was like them foreshadowing something that was going to happen later. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked it. I mean, in some ways I would have appreciated if they didn't even, um, they didn't even, uh, give you that flashback at all, but rather when Jacoby comes to pick him up, you know, for the first time after he has been injured, um, the audience is sort of learning what happened through their interactions with each other on the ride along to work kind of thing. Like, yeah, so that you're you're getting like so that way Will Smith has like this sort of like um he's has this anger towards Jacoby but it's not based on the fact that he's an orc it's just like that he wasn't he wasn't a great partner for him kind of thing uh, instead of it, it, but he you know then that way you can make um uh Will Smith sort of like uh not necessarily part of the racist group and sort of separate him from that the people in at work one thing that I did like um, that I didn't mention last time because it just kind of popped into mind was the unexpected twist that because early on in the movie, um, everybody's like, Jacoby, let that orc who shot you get away. Yeah. Like that. There's no way that there was a whole internal investigation subplot that went nowhere. Again, something else you could have given time to breathe with yeah. a miniseries. But um, that and. Part of the plot is uh, is Will Smith is asked to try to get him to confess that he let this guy get away, et cetera, et cetera. And then the twist is he did let the guy get away. Yeah. And you can even see like when he says, I let that kid get away. You can even see Will Smith is surprised that mm-hmm. that was actually the truth. Like, yeah. are yeah. you are you kidding me? Yeah. But then his explanation is the subversion of it. Yeah. And I, I really liked that. I thought mm-hmm. that was a really good moment that he, he it, because it wasn't the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. But the, now, if you had but that the, tension, but the racist humans, the, humans a, wouldn't have cared. In a yeah. miniseries, you have that tension, like you know, halfway through, through like, like through like seven yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be uh, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Fair enough. I think that's good. Good. Uh, good change, Greg. Um, well, aside from, I also had that uh, I wanted to change, turn it into a miniseries. Um, the other thing that I, I mean, if we're just talking about it, changing it as a movie, one thing that I would like to do is is um, the character of Poison kind of shows up um, after the initial stuff with the wand goes down, right? Yep. Um, and he just kind of shows up just wanting the wand, but we've never met him before. But the Will Smith character takes time to say, we've never had uh, problems before, Poison, right? So yeah. there's a there's supposed to be a history, but we don't get any real interaction or any... And we don't, we're told about that history, not shown the history. So yeah. in the earlier in the movie, they go around and they're on the beat, right? So yeah. that was, that's the perfect opportunity to introduce Poison so that we meet Poison. He's kind of like an informant. They're kind of friendly. They have sort of like this sort of... Uh, Mutual respect. Yeah. yeah. So that when Poison shows up and he turns on uh, Ward, then we get that kind of impact from it. Uh, and further to that point, they do set up like the orcs early on while they're on the beat. So it would have been super easy for them to add in a little scene with the gangsters as well. Yeah. 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 Nope. Yeah. Were the gangsters that they, or were the people, the orcs they meet early in the film, are they part of that? Oh, absolutely. No question. I wasn't sure about that. No question. Okay. 
Yeah, it almost seems to imply that like most. It's confusing of, because we never we don't see a lot of. Are you saying all orcs look the same to you, Greg? I, I am saying that because they dress them all the same. They're all wearing football jerseys yeah, and like they yeah and like I could, and... I couldn't t- like I would have liked to have seen a bit more texture with the orcs so that we can see like um, orcs who aren't just gangsters like yeah. You know, they, well, you see an orc in, chauffeur at one point in uh, when they're driving through. Elf oh, do no. Yeah, it, it does seem to apply that, like, basically, like, yeah, the orcs are all Or it would have been interesting to see, like, criminals. some orc security officers <laughs> yeah. or something, something. Yeah, something to give me an idea that, like, this is a, this is a, or a see, larger world of orcs. Or see know? an NFL game with a bunch of orcs playing the game. Because they make an offhand yeah. mention that half the defensive linebackers in the NFL are orcs now. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, It would have been interesting to see a football game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, that just yeah, it kind of comes comes back to kind of like yeah, like just expanding this, right? Like you know, make turn into a into a in miniseries. Uh, my my change in the end is is it going to keep all the same thing? But like, um, I think it would have been neat to have seen like for all the talk they talk about the wand and they talk about the the brights and all the other stuff. Like, how many spells do we see? Two. Like. We see Jacoby get resur- or yeah, Jacoby get resurrected, and then Will Smith, Will Smith incinerates the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, explodes. Uh, Numi Rapaz explodifies her. Um, explodifies her. But yeah, there's no like. I think it would have been neat to kind of seen. Uh, like maybe it would have been cool to see like maybe someone gets gets their hands on the and I think this goes back to even you know can you can anyone use the wand? Does it have to be bright or can you just like pick it up and like do a, like a magic spell? And it would have been neat to see like someone grab grab the wand and have it and then try to do a spell and they do it wrong and they explode and then like maybe the like uh Tika the elf character says, Oh yeah, he pronounced XYZ incorrectly and that's why he he blew well, up. There's I would also have, like, the, seen more spells. I guess. The, yeah, there's there's certainly the implication that elves and other brights can use magic without a wand. It's okay. just a wand supercharges them. I, yeah. <laughs> and it would have been interesting to see someone working some magic, even some small magic, just yeah. without the wand. Yeah, I like this setup though with uh, with uh, uh, saying something wrong uh, with the spell because that that would that would be the perfect opportunity opportunity for like a comedic beat in the, yeah, in the climax when when Will Smith gets it and then he tries to say the spell he says it wrong and like a bunch of flowers come out of the, yeah. the wand or something like yeah. that. Yeah, just skittles fall from the sky or something like that. <laughs> just something, some terrible commercial tie-in. But yeah, but again, I guess, I guess, you know, like just seeing, like maybe even, even, and, and maybe that could be something that Tika does is like while while they're running for their lives, like she throws out a spell or two just so you can get a sense of just how powerful this thing is. Like it can, you know, makes the wall vanish or something like that. Yeah, I actually almost felt like the wand was too powerful, like. You know, it seemed like whoever, like, because they did. I mean, as you said in the first half, they describe it as a nuclear bomb that can, that grants wishes. But like, it's hard. It's hard to me to visualize like if one wand is that powerful, like how how the world worked when there was lots of them around and yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it just seems like like okay, like how did the did how they did the planet not explode? Did they, did they establish how many wands there were? Well, they did say early on that the uh, the Inferni are looking to get together three wands because that'll give them the power to resurrect the Dark, Ro- the dark Lord. Oh, okay. Um, so presumably few of them are around. Right, okay. That certainly they're rare enough that only three of them gives you enough power to, you know, end of the world yeah. for all intents and purposes. Yeah, but obviously they were common enough that they knew that if they found it that you had to transport it in like a bag well, and, and, and stuff like that. And yeah, certainly they're well, they're well known enough that like... Los Angeles practically eats itself up, like tears itself apart yeah. trying to get its hands on yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anything else we're, we're, we're changing in this movie? Uh, I don't know. If we're, I, think that's, I think that's it for me because if our minds cost for this is so similar. Yeah, but if we're, if we're looking to change it just as a movie, I think you need to cut some of the subplots. Okay. I'm not certain exactly which, but I think that... You need to focus, and I would almost say, you know what? Focus the first movie. Then, if you if you have the suspicion you're going to be making a second one, and indeed they are going to be making a sequel, focus the first movie entirely on dealing with the wand. Mm-hmm. Set set up the that way you you have the opportunity to set up a little bit of the backstory with the Dark Lord, a little bit of the the fantasy elements are kind of front and center for the first movie. Have the racism be there. But have dealing with the racism be the second movie, mm-hmm. right? Where Jacoby finally, you know, earns 
earns the respect of his peers and and also becomes a real orc. Yeah. Have that just be in the background in the first movie. Let your fantasy elements come to the fore. Deal yeah. with the racism in the next movie. And then I think that gives both of those plots more time to happen. You're not cramming so much into one movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or um you know, have you know, have uh, the first movie's uh, sort of focus specifically on Tika instead of the wand at all, so that you yeah. know, because 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 there's actually two things in this movie that are that they sort of consider very dangerous: brights and the wand. Yeah, the wand just makes brights that much more dangerous. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So like, it would be it'd be. I mean, if it'd be kind of more a little bit more interesting if, like, you know, I mean, maybe they find a wand right at the end or something like that, and then you get an idea of what the wands are like. But like, but they already they already have established that like that the movie is about brights. But actually, sh- this movie should be called Wand, yeah, <laughs> because that's yeah, really what it should, it's more should be about. Called yeah. <laughs> so if, if if it's just about rescuing this bright, you know, that that everyone's after because um, you know this group of of uh, you know. Horrifying evil. evil elves are after because they need her to bring back the Dark Lord. I don't even think that they necessarily need her to bring back the Dark Lord because she's she's uh, someone who betrayed the group and is on the run from them. I think it's more a matter of the inf- you you frame it more as the Inferni want her back because they don't want information about their group to leak out. Oh, I know. I'm and, just saying, and the magic so feds want the her yeah. so that they have they have someone who was on the inside and can give them the information. Yeah. So she's still important without it just being that she's a bright. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's. I agree. Actually, I think maybe maybe the first movie is more about her, and then the next yeah, movie is you, about now you've and got also a give the opportunity to sort of develop her character, which it yeah. was not at all like you don't you don't get a sense of who she is. At yeah, all. Like I'd, like she barely we, says anything before we start the podcast. I'd forgotten. What her name was. She also like, does she the, was just, but I remember. You learn the was, most about her in the last, like, ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When she suddenly starts speaking English. Yeah. Well, and then it turns out that she's the villain's sister, and, like, this is all information. <laughs> and this is all information that's imparted in the last few minutes of yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just overstuffed. Yeah. Lots of lots and lots of ideas, and I will give the movie credit for that. Yeah. It's got a ton of them. A little too much. Speaking of ideas, uh, I think we need to see more of, and again... This is the Mary's Mutual too. We see more of Centaur Cop. We need to know. <laughs> I want a spinoff just about Centaur Cop. What's his life like? Where does he live? Does he does he have a vehicle or is he just trot everywhere? I think I think that he's the equivalent of like the horse cops. <laughs> you know the horseback cops. Yeah, oh yeah, maybe. that you see in like New York yeah. and whatnot. I think it's just like a group of centaurs. But, but like, and if we're and if we're talking and we're and if we're exploring kind of like you know the racial undertones, are centaur cops are they accepted or? Yeah. Well, they, they didn't they, side with they, the Dark Lord like the orcs. Oh, did. that's true. I it, guess the orcs I guess chose evil. What, what about the dragons in, uh, the dragons? in Canada? Are they only the royal? The royal centaur cards. <laughs> yeah, see, that would be fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think the more opportunities we have to kind of explore this is kind of like it would be. I want to see a centaur in Red Surge with a mounty hat now. Mm-hmm. So bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. There you go. Dear Netflix. Dear David Ayer. Uh, anything else to with the answer? We get to some of the, what the what the listeners thought. Ah, let's hear from the listeners. Okay. Uh, so uh, so they when we do these podcast friends, it's not just uh, us uh, giving us our notes. Uh, we want your opinions as well. Uh, so follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we let you know what movie is coming up, and then you can get your notes uh, in, and we'll read them on the show, just like we did uh, for... Well, we actually got a number of uh, comments here. Uh, Daniel says, it is unfixable. It is perfect the way it is. So Daniel is a, <laughs> is a, is a big-time... He's a big-time Bright fan. What do we, what we... Like, Bright Nation? Bright... Uh, <laughs> bright Brighters? Bright, bright, bright Stars? Bright Stars? <laughs> brightenings or something like that? The, bright, uh, the Brighteners. The Brighteners? The Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Evan's, Evan's, Evan's fix is pretty... Is pretty... Uh, pretty okay. He just says, make it not boring. So, okay. Yeah, there we go. That's, well, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it did, I don't think, it, I don't think it was boring, but I think... Yeah, I it, definitely felt like it was boring in I think spots, I think there yeah. was so much going on that it was kind of like, all right... I'm, it did more, but then it just became a shoot 'em up, right? Yeah, so it's, it's like it's, let's shoot 'em up more spells, especially the 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 uh, gangster pursuit like that. Yeah. that was boring. Less bullets, more magic. Magic bullets, or ma- or magic mm-hmm. bullets. Yeah, exactly. Why mm-hmm. why not? Uh, Nathan says it was a fun rompish flick, but I feel they just crammed too much in in terms of world building. I don't think they need. I don't think they need to explain as much as they tried to. 
Uh, Andrew says, a prologue explaining some of the history would have been helpful and, and might have claimed... Yeah, wrong, Andrew. We've established <laughs> we, we, we don't all want a prologue. That, that is not something we We don't we need a prologue. We don't need a scrolly thing at the start. <laughs> sorry, Andrew. Uh, sorry, Andrew. Your notes have been rejected. Uh, so rather than having tidbits scattered throughout we'd, throughout, we'd start with a solid jumping off point. Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. I, I like... Uh, that kind of world building, though, like yeah. that's one of the reasons why I liked the first John Wick movie so much. Is yeah, because they don't explain anything. It's yeah, you you learn about this world as the movie goes on, and by the yeah. end, you feel like you understand the world yeah. of John yeah. Wick. And then they, the and then they had a, and then John nothing. Wick had a sequel that explained too much, and that it sucked. Explained too much. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, John, and then you're like, who isn't an assassin? <laughs> I don't know that it sucked, but it, I would definitely say it wasn't as good as the first. No, uh, I was kind of disappointed with John Wick too. That was um, too. Josh says, I thought it was a very interesting universe, really heavy-handed with the racial allegory, but it was done accurately for what I think would happen in the world. I hope I hope any more movies would be exploring. I hope I hope more movies would be exploring this universe, but I don't need to see these main characters again. So there's an idea. That's not would a you, bad would idea, you, actually. Would you, would right you, to being maybe focused on the magic cops or, yeah. mm-hmm. or focused on something else somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. Set Do we know if Will Smith is signed up for the sequel? Maybe Harry uh, Potter he is, shows he is, up. He is, he, he is signed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah there well, you go. Then, well, if, if Will Smith is signed up, then it's going to be the same character. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dave says, uh, swap out the elves, orcs, and fairies for aliens and recast Jacoby as a human played by Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Add dark suits and sunglasses. Uh, I actually saw that comment, and I thought he was going somewhere different with it until he got to just turn this movie into Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Which is Alienation. Have you have you any of you seen I, Alienation? Alienation sounds familiar. Which it's is? it's an older series based on some books, and it is kind of basically a bunch of alien refugees show up on a spaceship one day, and uh, they get taken in on Earth, and now they're kind of like an integrated people, but there's racial tensions because there's aliens, and it the story focuses on cops. Yeah. And and one of the cops is one of the aliens and so he has to deal with the racial pressures and whatnot. And I legitimately thought that's where he was going with that comment oh, because okay. it's samey to what Bright is. It's yeah. just with aliens. Yeah. And more so, much more so than Men in Black, yeah. which doesn't really have racism in it at all. No. Um so yeah, I, th- I kind of thought that's where he was going with that. But also check out Alienation. It's older, but uh if I'm not that? mistaken, I think one of our listeners had mentioned Alienation if I'm Really? Not, I Thing. I, I didn't. So. I didn't see all of the comments. So anyway, go on. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, also, go watch Men in Black. It's fun. At least the first one. Just the, the first sec- one. Yeah. The second two or the uh, the third, second and third, third one kind of. The third one's okay. The second that, one's real bad. Wasn't the third? Third one was Josh Brolin in it, right? Yes. He does his like young Tommy Lee Jones yeah. impression. Yeah. I don't know if he's is he doing an impression or is he just dubbed over with Tommy Lee Jones's voice? Oh no, I think it's it's Josh Brolin. He's but he's trying to play a young Agent K basically. So right. so a young. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> eh. Um, at Darwin uh, 111 says, Bright infuriates me because it makes no attempt at world building. Why would humans be racist to each other in the face of a common enemy? Why would humans be authorities and not marginalized? Why would anything be made out of concrete and steel in a world of magic? There it goes. Uh, well, I think we just discussed how there was almost too much world building, let alone <laughs> yeah. not enough. Yeah. Though uh, certainly there are there are questions that remain unanswered, and uh, they make the mention that like elves are running the world. So yeah. he, although humans aren't necessarily marginalized, because I get the impression that they're a majority species, mm-hmm. they but elves d- but elves run the world. Th- but they straight up say like elves are all rich and run the world because they're probably so long lived. That's yeah, probably why. Yeah, yeah. And humans, like own... and there's certainly, there's definitely some implied racism between the elves towards humans. They look down on humans the way that the humans look down on. It's definitely orcs. like a hierarchy. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I mean, think, that's, I think actually that's implied if not spelled out. What he's alluding to is something that we did discuss, which is that the, the, world isn't fantasy enough right yeah yeah and i think we we all agreed that it would be better if it was just in a fantasy world yeah, yeah. rather than just in a fantastic than, version of our loss yeah los yeah. angeles because it feels like more like a alternative history than a than a than a fantasy yeah. type yeah. thing yeah yeah uh yeah so that's all for us uh guys anything you want to plug uh scott you actually have a podcast i do uh, another podcast it is the read-along it is a 
mini book club for your ears. Yep. Uh, short-ish episodes, about 20 to 30 minutes every week, where we go through a book chapter by chapter, and we discuss what's going on, and we speculate about what's going to happen, and we do some analysis and whatnot. Uh, it's me and my lovely wife, Anita, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, you should uh, check it out. Yeah. If you are if you like reading and want uh, a low-pressure book club to be a part of. <laughs> there you go. As I always mentioned before, uh, listen to all the podcasts. Podcasts are great. So yeah, go check out. Yeah, them. especially like, those that are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Yeah, of which we are a member. We are a member uh, of the Alberta Podcast Network. Um, you can find uh, all the episodes, uh, everything from the Alberta Podcast Network, on a couple places. Uh, you can find it on G Radio at uh, gradio.ca. You can also find them all on the CKUA Radio app, uh, which not only will play you the live stream of CKUA, uh, you can listen to all the 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 podcasts from Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, you can find uh, that app. It's in the Apple Play Store for sure. I'm not sure if it's on. Is it on Android? Does anyone have an Android phone? No. No. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe just be App Store, but uh, but go uh, certainly go check that out. Um, you can uh, keep track of us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But I have some notes. Uh, yeah, follow along. We're always posting. Um, you know, the stuff, uh, particularly the Facebook page, posting different things, different articles, that sort of stuff. Uh, Greg just posted on the website uh, his uh, his his favorite and least favorite movies of 2017. Yeah, so you should go read by, that. By the time this episode comes out, it'll have been a month ago that I did that, but you should still check it out anyway. Absolutely, just go go back and read stuff. <laughs> uh, and if uh, you like the show, uh, please consider uh, rating and reviewing it on iTunes. Uh, it uh, really, really helps us out. Should, um, should we, another podcast to check out. Oh, uh, d- check out uh, Josh and Alan. Uh, press the, the podcast uh, Press Start to Join from Josh and Alan. Uh, Josh and Alan round up all things tech and gaming as well as uh, they do uh, video game histories every month. Uh, find them at uh, ps2jshow.com uh, or wherever you get your fine, fine, wonderful, edible podcasts. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Colin, for hosting. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. If you find a magic wand out in the, in the wild, uh, don't touch it. It'll explode you. Unless you're a bright. How did, did they establish how you know if you're a bright or not? You touch a wand and don't explode. <laughs> that's, that's the test. That's how it harkens back to the Monty Python. How do you tell if she's a witch? You burn her. If she burns, she's not a witch. Yep. Yeah. I was trying to figure out a way to, to roll that into our sign-off, but I can't think of it. Keep watching this, guys. Yeah, there you go. For dragons. Mm-hmm.